Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. This one is really important. It's with Philip Helberg from Helberg Barbecue in Waco, Texas. You may or may not know that they had a major fire which destroyed their restaurant, but they're still in operation. They're doing drive-through, and they have future plans for opening a brick and mortar. I talked to Philip about everything, about the fire, about how the drive-through is set up, what they're offering, the specials for each day of the week from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. They'll be doing this while they're building their dream restaurant. So this is really, really important. It's important that you know that they are still open, that they're doing drive-through. I'll also put links below to their shipping. They'll be shipping their food nationwide. There's also a collab with Sendero. I'll put links to everything you can do to support them below, as well as all the information you need to visit them and make sure that they stay in business until they can open up their restaurant. Philip and Yvette are just amazing souls. I truly appreciate their friendship. Their food is spectacular. So please do whatever you can to support them. So I truly appreciate Philip for taking the time to share all this with you. Sit back, relax, enjoy this, and be sure to visit your local barbecue joint as well as Hellberg Barbecue in Waco, Texas. Even though you're posting things on Facebook and Instagram and things, people, you know, sometimes they don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I've learned that a lot recently. You know, when we started announcing we were going to be back open in the drive-thru, uh, we had people close to us telling us, you know, y'all are going to be overwhelmed. It's going to be crazy. Um, and, and it's been a hard fight just to get people to come out, man. It's been a grind. Um, and it really taught us uh, how little of our customer base follows us on social media. So that's good to know. I mean, well, I think everybody, just about everyone who does, you know, who's a regular around town who keeps up with our social content came out within the first like week or two. But um, we're having to like really pound the pavement around town just to get people to know that we're open. I could sense that from your post. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, um, it's a double-edged sword, you know, it's like, it's bad in that, you know, we need the business like desperately in that we uh, need people to know that we're open. But <clears throat> at the same time, it's taught me a valuable lesson that like, you know, there were, there were times before the fire that like, I legitimately felt like if I didn't post what the special was for that day, we weren't going to sell it. Like it wasn't going to sell. And there are days that prove one and days that prove the opposite, you know, but you just never know. And in marketing is one of those things where like, it's so sometimes you can prove when your efforts work and there's like verifiable data and everything. And then other times it's just like, well, who knows if that worked or not? Um, there's no way to like really track it. And so one of the things that this season has brought is just, um, it, it's kind of like how COVID was where it really like lit, lit a fire, no pun intended, so to speak under my butt to like try some new things and put ourselves out there and like try different marketing tactics and like, you know, we really have nothing to lose at this mm -hmm. point. So, so I'm definitely taking advice from, you know, different people in the space that, that, you know, in food and beverage marketing specifically that have um, offered their, you know, time, talent and treasure to help us get the word out. Yeah. It's, it, it really, it's, it is, it is fascinating to, to, to step back and look at it. And are you far enough away from the fire that you could talk a little bit about that before we jump into all your stuff? Yeah. Like, is it, like, yeah, I just don't like it's, you know, it's, what was that like? What was that when you found out and did you ever find out kind of what caused it or did it... it's unclear? Um, I mean, I still need to go back and watch the video footage. I haven't watched it. Uh, we have the record. I mean, like our pit room camera looks at 
kind of where the kitchen trailer was. Cause for those who don't know, like our kitchen was like a 35 foot food trailer. That was kind of like attached to the building, plumbed in, et cetera. And uh, the pit room camera can like the, the kitchen trailer is in view. Yeah. I mean, I got a call around seven forty-five or so from a friend of ours that lives closer to the restaurant than us. And I was like, Hey, y'all's place is on fire. Like somebody just called me that, that lives like, you know, half a mile from there and they could see the flames and the smoke from their house. Oh, from their house. Uh, well, like, cause it was at night. So yeah, they could see true. like the light of the fire and the, and the smoke. And so of course we, we rushed over there as fast as we could. I was in the middle of uh, making sausage at home actually for a friend that uh, his daughter had shot a deer and they brought it to me and I was making sausage for him out of it. Uh-huh. Me and Wayne, uh, actually it's kind of traumatizing. It's kind of sad. I have like a time-lapse video set up where we're like making sausage and linking it. And like at the very end of it, you can see a vet come into the frame, like panicking, freaking out on the phone. And like, that's the end of the video. Cause that's her telling us that the restaurant's on fire. Oh my and, Lord. And then we get over there and, um, you know, I, as soon as she said that I logged into our camera and I could see already, uh, flames like coming out of the windows. Cause it's like a food trailer, right? So there's windows on the side kind of coming out of the windows and then it a little bit through the ceiling. And I didn't really know how big exactly it was, but the whole trailer wasn't in completely engulfed. It just seemed like there was a fire inside the trailer. Um, and so I'm like, we got to get over there and put this thing out. I'm thinking we grab some fire extinguishers and knock this thing out. And like, yeah, obviously there's going to be some damages that we're going to have to close for a little bit and address that. By the time we got there, it was that whole trailer was just oh. up in flame. It was just completely, there was no way. And, and did it catch we were, the rest of the building on fire? Yeah. So we were our main concern, a friend of ours that the one that called us, he had gotten there a little bit before us. And I'm talking like this all happened so fast. He got there maybe three or four minutes before us. When he got there, he ran over there around to the back of the trailer to try to get the propane bottles off, but oh. they were so hot. He and there's it's kind of there's a mixed information on whether or not the propane was on or off. Um, because he said they were on, of course, when everything's happening so fast, it's like hard to know, like mm-hmm. from right, you know, like whenever you're turning it one way or another, like, do I remember True. that correctly or yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, he said they were on and he was able to get one off. And there were a couple that were like next to the trailer too, that we keep as backup. And he pulled those away. Well, it couldn't have been more. I mean, by the time we got there, the whole thing was up and, and so within a few minutes, like he, he cut it very close on, on getting like very seriously injured, um, on that, because then we got there and there was no way anyone was going in there at that point. Uh, and then the fire department got there about 10 minutes after we did five, 10 minutes after oh. we did. And by that point in time, the fire had made its way to the back of the trailer where the propane bottles were and whether they were on or off the pressure release valves popped and then the and then it starts spewing out propane and then once that ignited it just like a fireball went up into the awning that so like the trailer's parked right here there's an awning it connects it to the building fire just goes up that awning and straight into the building and just torched i mean half of the roof was gone within about five minutes of that fire spreading to the building so like 
we started seeing, we were thinking like, okay, it's the trailer. They're just going to put the trailer out. Yeah. And then next thing I know, I see a little bit of flame coming up out of the roof of the building. And I'm like, oh crap. I'm thinking like the AC, we're losing the AC units now. And in my head, like we're watching this and we're trying to think as optimistically as possible without knowing what all's going on inside of there. By the time it was all put out and they brought us in there to look at it, it was very clear to us that like this thing is this building is toast uh i mean there were like structural beams that were twisted and warped and uh i mean like i said the roof a good chunk of the roof was just completely gone so and then like yeah just a lot of stuff burned it was and it's like i i have that video that you guys did of your the tour and i haven't been able to watch it personally i wanted to watch it and then i i just couldn't watch it because it's such a it was such a beautiful spot and it was so big and you had all that memorabilia inside and you had really cool keepsakes and stuff like I hope I don't I, and it and I had never gotten the chance to visit but I could but you also show how you're attached to that hey you hey, have hi hi <laughs> I just want to say hi <laughs> but it yeah. is like it's it was a it was a it was a good sized building yeah wow. yeah about four thousand square feet cool. yeah I mean we we're able to get most so like the positives the pit room was pretty unharmed we just had to replace some screen um and and like trim and then uh inside we didn't lose any like expensive equipment so like our holding cabinets you know those hold, holding cabinets are yeah. like over five piece we had like four or five holding cabinets in there those were all fine our refrigerators in there were fine we did lose one walk-in cooler but that was just because that walking cooler, we had built it into the building anyway. Oh. It wasn't like a kit that you put together and all that. And the unit on it is fine. We're getting that unit out. So the refrigeration unit on it's still okay. But yeah, I mean, all of our equipment in there is fine. We just, we lost tens of thousands of dollars in leasehold improvements that we put into the building. You know, we added rooms in there. We updated electrical, plumbing, all that kind of stuff over the years, which like, we knew that a lot of that was stuff we were going to have to walk away from anyway, but like we were hoping that was going to be in like another year from now when we make a smooth transition from building to building. Yeah. And, and we actually had had some plans to, to keep operating in that building as well um, and keep the lease on that place after we move into the new restaurant that we're getting ready to build. So it was, yeah, I mean, it's, I was in there today unscrewing the menu off of the wall. So, so that we can, clean it up and make some little adjustments and like put it on two by fours and, you know, concrete five gallon buckets and have it outside for the drive-through for a little bit sturdier, you know, menu situation out there. And, and it's, yeah, it's hard to be in there. I mean, it reeks of smoke still. And even some of the, some of the stuff that we have in there is like you clean it up and it just still smells. Yeah. You can't get that smell out. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of, uh, laundering of like all of our flags and stuff that we had in there and yeah it's it's the process is far from over like we there's a lot of work to still be done when was the date of that that was november 26th it was the sunday after thanksgiving wow yeah so that's extremely recent for people that's it's it seems like it was a lot like i don't know for some reason i was thinking like october almost but it's that's wow that's super recent and so let's let's talk about the um the way that i hate, I hate the word pivot but, but how you pivoted with the drive-through and what and explain in detail what that is so people know and then each each day of the week you have 
certain specials too, or certain things are highlighting? Yeah. So, I mean, just as far as like landing on the drive-through model, immediately we're thinking, you know, well, like our first thought is like, what are we going to do about our staff? You know, we had 28 staff members fire happened and you know obviously we had some good fundraising efforts and um that that helped you know for at least like the first week or two after the fire for us to be able to tell all of our staff like hey y'all are gonna get paid at least right now like give us this week and we're gonna figure out like what the next next uh steps look like and then it's kind of like you know we're just shooting from the hip and talking to you know wise counsel around us on like what the best move would be for us um knowing that like so we had this future building plan we've been working on it for a couple of years now since 2021 and that was we were already on our way well on our way to that before the fire happened so the the ultimate you know the the biggest concern was like this you know preventing that or hindering that in some way and so, cause it's not like you can just throw a building up overnight, you know? So no. the, the thing is we haven't broken ground, um, but somehow we've got to keep operating our business, you know, enough, long enough to, to make it there. But yeah, we talked to several people and they all agreed that, you know, staying, if we had, if we, if there was any way we could stay in the same, at the same address, that would be the best call just because we've been there for five years now. So, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's easy to find us there. You know, like I, as like, like I was just saying, you know, it's not like you can just put a Facebook post or Instagram post out there that, Oh, we're, we, you know, we moved to this address now Mm -hmm. and everybody's immediately going to know overnight. I mean, I can't even tell you how many people have come by in the last few weeks since we've been back open that had no idea there was a fire. And they're just like walking up to the front door, not knowing. And I'm like, Hey, you here to get some barbecue? And they're like, yeah, what's, you know, what, and I was like, oh, you didn't know. Yeah, we had a fire. So we're doing a drive through now. And most of the time they've been cool about it and been like, okay, and they get in line and uh, go through the drive through. But yeah, I mean, that's a perfect example. I mean, I helped out a guy today who I don't know if he'd even ever eaten at a restaurant before, but he stopped in and he was like on his way to the front door. And I stopped him and talked to him. And he was like, oh, yeah, I was just on my way out to rehab center in Clifton where my brother is, you know, an inpatient or whatever, you know? So he was like, just stopping by to get some barbecue. So like, just, just goes to show, you know, like, I think that was the right call to stay at the same Mm -hmm. address. Oh yeah. Um, And we even joked, like one of my best friends was joking, like when we reopened and we were struggling to get people to know that we were open again, he's like, it almost seems like it would have been better had you never even told anyone you were closed, (laughs) you know? And just had to like tell people day by day, you know, as they come out to try to eat, like, Hey, we're, we're temporary clothes. We had a fire, et cetera. But anyway, but it is fascinating then, too. Cause we're so insulated by the fact that we're on Instagram and Facebook and things. We think we hear every, all the news of everything, but if you're yeah. not, you just, a lot of people aren't. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. I think that was the right call staying at the same spot. You know, people know where to find us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we knew that we were going to have to be in trailers, obviously. I mean, with the the way the building was damaged and everything, we weren't going to be able to get. And we know now too, we, we knew a few weeks after that it was deemed a total loss. And so they are going to completely demo that building wow. and rebuild it. My landlord is. So we're like, not only do we need to be in trailers outside of the building, but we need to somehow route the plumbing and electrical off of the building to where when they start demo, that's not going to like 
you know, Destroyed. totally enter our operation. Yeah. So that was kind of tricky and it took us a, a couple of weeks to get, eh, maybe three weeks or so to get that. So, and, and I know that sounds crazy to you and it, it sounds crazy to people that I talked to in Waco too, cause we're out in the County, we're in the ETJ. So like, you don't have to pull permits to do any of that. We could just get right to work. And I mean, I had consulted with the head of the health department and she's also over the, um, like the septic regulatory body in the County. And so she came out there and looked at everything and gave, gave us like a clear list of everything that we would need to do well, in order cool. to get our health permit reactivated and to get like our septic system okayed. And so we got, we were able to get all that done. Uh, we had electricians out there working, you know, six days a week for, you know, three weeks, just getting stuff set up. And so we were already operating a trailer downtown uh, since like the end of June. And that was a trailer that we were leasing and the owner of the bar where it was parked who they, they own the trailer said, Hey, if you need this, if you need to use this trailer, like go, you know, oh, come get it. Great. You can, you can use it. So, and then Brett, you know, a good buddy of mine, Brett, uh, Boren reached out and, and said that he had a trailer that, you know, the trailer that he served in at, oh. at Brett's backyard. Oh, nice. What uh, that, yeah. And, and that thing is like, I, I mean, what a great, trailer to sling barbecue out I mean, it's set up perfectly for barbecue so they definitely knew what they were doing with that one and i went and picked that up like maybe a week after uh, i think it was a week after the fire and then got it back and then this is crazy too like a couple of my friends in town own um two chick-fil-a franchises and they were like hey we've got a maintenance guy that's on our payroll um we're gonna send him out to you to like help you fix up this trailer on our dime like wow don't worry about that um, just let, let us know, you know, what you need. They came out there and helped us site plan the drive-through, um, because who better to do that yeah. than Chick-fil-A? Yeah, they're like, um, the best in the world. <laughs> they're the best at it. And so they, I mean, they were super helpful too, because they, they helped me figure out a, a plan for it that I wouldn't have come up with on my own. And then like our, you know, point of sale rep helping us get the right, you know, we had flipping our whole service model on its head, you know, yeah, usually ordering from a cutter, you're ordering from a cutter, you know, and then you get your sides and then you check out at the end and whatnot. Now we're taking orders from a car and sending like tickets are getting printed in the kitchen and stuff's getting put together and bagged up and it's all to go. So we had some experience doing that with during COVID, you know, we did a drive through when the shutdown happened, yeah, I remember that. but that didn't really last super long for us. It was only like a couple of them, a few months maybe before we started opening at like 25 and then 50% capacity and whatnot. So, and none of the folks that are with us now were with us then when we did that drive through, it was just, <laughs> which is fine, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we just figured, you know, we don't have enough space out there in the parking lot to really set up much seating and it's winter anyway. And there's, it's Texas. Like there's really only maybe three good months out of the year. Like if we were in your area, we could, yeah. you kill it with outdoor seating, <laughs> yeah. but you know, there's just not very many good outdoor seating months out here. So we are like, it's just going to have to be all to go. And the, the fastest way and what's going to give us the best shot of selling the most barbecue is going to just be doing a drive through and curbside. So that's how we got with that. And, and you whittled down your menu too, right? For this? A little. Yeah. I mean, really we, we brought, so at like when we first opened, yeah, we took collard greens off. We took Brussels sprouts off. We took chicken salad sandwiches off, which it's winter anyway. We weren't going to really be selling those anyway. We switched kind of like our leftover chicken switches from chicken salad sandwiches to gumbo during this season. So okay. we do chicken sausage gumbo when it's cold. 
So we took the, that off, um, Brussels sprouts, collard greens. Uh, we stopped doing burgers every day. Now we just do them on Fridays, which is what we used to do. Mm-hmm. But we've already brought the collard greens back. And yeah, I mean, really. And so like we're, we're down to just banana pudding. We're not doing mini pies or any other desserts. But as far as like the proteins go, it's all the same. The only specials we're not doing, like we used to do uh, the bacon wings on Thursday. So it's like, you know bacon burn ends, but we flash fry them and toss them in a bunch of different sauces, kind of like chicken wings. Um, We stopped doing those on, we used to do them on Thursdays. We stopped doing those just because like, we, we just thought it would hold up the line quite a bit. um, Cause they can for sure uh, hold up the line. And now that I'm saying that too, like we, we may be justified honestly in bringing them back because what a new Sunday thing we started doing, we used to have a rotation of Sunday specials we go either beef cheek barbacoa or um, brisket meatloaf or smoked sausage corn dogs, which all like all of those make like reappearances on Saturdays because now we chose Saturday to be our rotating special day. But we started doing uh, chicken buckets on Sunday, so our chicken I saw is that. like oh yeah, smoked and then tallow fried, which has always been my favorite menu item, and it's super unique to us. It's real crispy and but still like super juicy. So I, every time I've served that chicken, like three or more, and it goes out on a tray, I've always thought like, this needs to be in a bucket. So we finally got around to buying buckets and they were back ordered for a while. Um, just slap our sticker on them. And we, it's a really killer deal. It's like five chicken halves, a quart of mashed potatoes, a quart of collard greens, a pint of gravy for 60 bucks. So wow, you can be five people easily yeah. for like $12 a person. And those have been going crazy on Sundays. So this past Sunday, I spent like two and a half hours straight just frying chickens in our one little two basket, 40 pound fryer. And so we've figured out and managed a way to like crank a ton of those out. And so we could probably do. Yeah, you probably could. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, for now, at least we're not doing them. Um, But Fridays are burgers. Saturdays, we're just kind of, like I said, rotating like this Saturday, we're actually going to do some uh, pastrami beef back ribs. We did a catering last month where we had, it was a bunch of smoked prime rib. We ordered the bone-in rib roasts. I butchered out the, the you know, butchered it down into like uh, boneless and left the the back ribs with a little bit of meat on them. And we threw nice. them in a pastrami brine. So that's what we'll do this Saturday. I don't know what we're going to do next Saturday. We might do barbacoa. We might do meatloaf, one of those one-off things that we were doing before but that's kind of, we're just playing it by ear right now. But if you're, honestly. if you're not on Facebook or Instagram, you can uh, open up an account. <laughs> if you're listening to this, yeah. just because you guys will announce on social media, what that's those specials are. Right. The day. Yeah. In fact, I was in like, like I mentioned earlier, I got so tired of just posting the special every day. And cause I really want to push other content out there of like cool behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, informational posts and like getting to know our staff more and like our story and our brand, you know, more, more than just like, Hey, this is what we have today. Like really promoting our brand and building that. I actually made a post last week on our Facebook and Instagram that just lays out, here's what our special is every day of the week. And I pinned it to the top of our profiles. So it's there. Yeah. I emailed that to myself today. Yeah. That was, yeah. Okay. That's good. I'll, I'll put a link to that below and I'll see if I can put it's tag it somehow in this or something. So people can. Great. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we kind of pivoted to like, we've always done the $30 racks of ribs on Wednesdays. Uh, we've been doing that for like five years now. 
Um, and then the Thursday, since we, since we weren't doing bacon wings, uh, we switched to the $30 racks rigs that have always done well on weekdays with like our local customer base. Like that's a really good deal on, you know, two and a half, three pounds of ribs. And so we were like, let's do another like price deal during the, uh, like the weekdays when we're, we're not having as many like barbecue tourists and people that are coming through to like try something new or different. So we were doing this like buy one, get one 50% off chopped sandwich thing on Thursday nights to push, you know, people toward dinner service before the fire. Um, and we were like, let's just do that during the day. And so now we're just slinging tons of chopped sandwiches on Thursdays, which Thursdays, is cool. okay. I mean, a little bit of a loss leader, but like they buy sides and drinks and stuff like that. Yeah, and it just, yeah. otherwise Thursday would be our slowest day of the week, probably. So, so far that's, that's done. Okay. So what, so Wednesday is ribs, Thursday is that. Friday is when we're doing the burgers, the, the okay. brisket burgers, ground smoked burger patty, bacon, house bacon smoke cheddar that's all that's been we've been doing that since 2020 and it's been a, a pretty big hit um and sometimes i feel like it's better when we just do it one one day a week but it is a great way to get rid of some brisket trimmings say so i do look forward to being able to do those every day again just because of how how much of a great waste reducer they they were yeah well it's so but is it do you only do it one day a week it because you want to keep it specific to that day or is it just you don't have enough waste to it's more so just so as not to overwhelm the like one guy we have working in the kitchen now. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, Cause I mean, he's got a like Wednesday and Thursday right now because we're not really that busy and it's mostly just barbecue stuff. Like the only thing that he has to do for service while he's in the kitchen is like fire beans or fire mac and cheese if they get low. Um, and then like fried chickens, which we're not selling at very many chickens on the weekdays. Um, so he's able to basically dedicate his whole day on Wednesday and Thursday to just doing prep to get ready for the weekend and any catering that we have. And it's also nice to not have the the flat top griddle on all the time, that every day. Sense. It was burning a lot of gas. So it's some little things like that. We realize like, oh, this is maybe saving us money, actually, because we would sell burgers every day. But like, you know, we'd have tuesdays or wednesdays or whatever we may only sell like four or five burgers but we had that flat top running all day burning propane you know so, so, so these epiphanies that are popping up yeah yeah some things when you scale back you realize oh maybe i didn't need that you know well that's and then so then saturdays the rotating specials and then sunday is the chicken buckets right yeah those chicken yeah. buckets too. Like I'll try to put a picture of that because that look it does looks cool too that you have a chicken bucket. Yeah, I just think it's a fun idea, man. Yeah. And anything we can do to sell more chicken, right? So I I still I'm forever, you know, preaching the gospel of the chicken at our at our place. People think I'm messing with them whenever I tell them to get the chicken, but yeah, I mean it's it it's one of the best and most unique things you can get at our place. It's super budget friendly. You know, it's like, it's cheaper for you. It's, it's more profitable for us. I think it's a win-win. And it's satisfying and, too. Yeah, I could just, yeah. Oh man. I was like a half chicken you can get for, you know, less for less than a half pound of brisket. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's double the amount of meat. So most people are like, it's just chicken. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> well, and also too, from like people aren't expecting that necessarily. There's certain barbecue yeah. places. There's actually only like I think of it, only a handful that I could even think of that I think like Slowbone maybe is known for their fried chicken. Yeah. And then I think Style Switch does like similar oh, yeah. to us. Or they smoke it and flash fry it. I think that's what I've heard. I haven't had it. 
That's what I've heard too. I think I think you're right. So are people driving? So do you open at eleven for the drive-through, and then can people walk up, or is it drive-through only, or how is and is it online, not online, only it's, order? Yeah, it's it's drive-through, uh, drive-through and curbside only. So if you call us to put in a pre-order, we have a new phone number, and it's it's an actual iPhone, so we you know you can text on it too. Oh, cool. And uh, you call us, we'll get your pre-order. And then for curbside, you actually park in the front parking lot where you used to park to just walk in and you text the number that, you know, your name and that you're, you've arrived and then we'll bring your food out to you and charge you out in the parking lot. There's no like walk up people, people have been doing it anyway, but we've just kind of patiently explaining to people the way to go. I actually just slammed sledgehammered some like way bigger signs into the front entrance where it used to be the entrance now it's the exit um we got all the signs to put out by the road and it's funny it's like a hospitality industry joke like it doesn't matter how make how big the sign you you know it is they're, they're still not going to read it and it's so true like we had all these signs out there and people just blow right past them and and like enter during in the exit and we're like we're getting so frustrated because we're like we see the signs obviously we know they're there and we don't want people to get hurt. Like we don't yeah. want the drive-thrus coming out this way. We don't want people turning in this way. It was so funny. Like one of the first days or no, it was like maybe the second week of being open. Um, a guy did exactly that. He turned it. And I knew, I knew the guy, he turned in the wrong way. He parked, he tried to walk up to the trailer, like while we're running drive through the opposite direction. And I walked with him back to his truck and explained to him how it works. And, and he was like, Oh, okay. Maybe some signs would be helpful. And I was like, yeah, well, we got those signs out there. And he was like, oh, well, yeah, I guess I just didn't read it. And I'm like, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, That's so, funny. so I put like way bigger exit signs by the exit. So it's yeah. hard to miss. And then the other ones were going to like elevate more probably. Um, but yeah, it's it's been and it's we're probably going to be doing that for the entire time that we're there. I mean, perfect example, like we weren't open on Tuesdays for four years. But did that stop people from pulling in the parking lot and trying to walk in on Tuesdays during lunch? Absolutely not. So if we're over here in this drive through for, I don't know, nine months to a year, I I bet every day we're going to have somebody that we have to like redirect um, and and tell them like, hey, this is how you, yeah. you know, you go through. We've had some guys uh, that are like in semi trucks or like dump trucks that I've walked up and I explained it to him. They're like, Oh, but I'm in a semi. I'm like, yeah, you can drive your semi truck back there. Like we, that's where we receive our orders for oh, our meat true. trucks. So you pull around, dude, we got you. So How we're cool like, is that? that's really cool. Yeah. Proudly the only drive through that you can fit your, you know, semi truck through. Uh, you got to send me a photo. If someone does that, I want to see that's, that's really cool. I'd like to share that. That's so then you, I think you also don't, you have a map. You kind of did like a little, map somewhere i'll look yeah i'll search it online it's it's, it's on your social media right but kind of yeah and it's on our website now too we uh our catering manager drew that out okay. uh for us just to kind of help you know we're we're just realizing like how redundant we have to be which is a good lesson for us to learn you know um to for for us to like really get information out there um it's it's hard to process and understand at first like how much you have to repeat yourself on these things but like it is what it is, you know, it just, that's what you got to do for people to, for, for everybody to really understand and yeah. know what it is. You got to stay on. I mean, some of our, just like some of our specials, when we started doing new things, it, you know, 
it would take months for people to learn that that's the day for that particular item. Um, and so, you know, it's just, yeah. it is what it is. That's why some of our specials that have done really well, like the $30 axe ribs, we've just never changed it because, you know, last week, perfect example, we have like a text rewards sort of thing. You know, you, you know, when you come through and you pay, there's an option to sign up for our rewards program. You start earning points. It's like one of those things, but yeah. like, I'll send out text, you know, announcements maybe once or twice a week with like just information or like if we're running a special deal, but like last week I sent out, you know, to our 2,900 people on our text, uh, you know, program, Hey, $30 racks for ribs today. We sold out of ribs so fast last Wednesday because it was like, no one knew that we did $30 racks for ribs That's on hilarious. Wednesday doing them for five years and these people are like on our rewards programs too they're like cost like loyal customers so i mean for anybody any industry guys listening you know just you got to keep pounding the the pavement on that information getting it out there and and maybe don't switch up your stuff too often because you know there's going to be people that want to come out and try a certain thing and you know consistency is is key you know Uh, you could write a book now about this this is something like a or a manual like the, it's really interesting the things that you've learned you've learned a lot about it this is so crash so the, course the crash sure. course so are you open from 11 till when right now just three um yeah, three, okay. and that that could change in the future right now like we just don't originally we were going to try to be open later on saturday but it gets dark so early right now and there's no lighting out there in the parking lot like we had exterior lights on the building that would like flood you know the parking lot and whatnot we just we don't have that now so for now it's just 11 to 3 um if we and we have had a lot of days where there's people coming right at three or a little bit after three um i would i'm just not sure that it's enough to justify extending it to four just yet so like right now it is just crucial that we run lean and mean and and only operate during the hours that we know we can be profitable so no no, that's that's the only way you could do that that's right now yeah i mean play games no we went from 28 staff to 10 but our payroll only cut in half because Whoa. the 10 that we kept are our, our managers, our longest tenured people, you know, they're, they're folks that have been with us for a while and they, they just make more money, you know, so yeah, yeah. frankly, so it's kind of like a weird balance. Um, and so, yeah, we can't, we can't afford any fluff right now. No, no, no. And you have eight picnic tables that so people can pick up and sit outside if they yeah. want to. Yeah, there's there's a handful out there. Um, I think eight. Yeah, depending on. I thought I read that. I don't know where I read that. <laughs> yeah, I I did post that actually. Okay, that, maybe that's uh, what. I, okay. Well, a couple of them get pretty close to like the pit room area though, so which is fine if you're okay with listening to whatever they're listening to in the pit room, music yeah. wise. <laughs> I, th- I think on that. But, I think on that tour, you said there was picked. I think you could see tables by the pit room. So yeah, that was so. So all the pits are all the same. You guys have all those. You didn't get. Yep. Okay, those are that that whole pit area turned out to be okay. Now, are there yes. other ways? Are there other ways? Because I think you sell sm- uh, smoked tallow, right? There's, are there other ways people can help you and support you? Yeah, we've got. I mean, so the these um at the Sendero merch collab, which actually this is one of the hats. Yeah, it's a red. Um, yeah, these guys are, and it's really cool. There's like 
stuff on the sides. Oh, that's too. cool. Um, these guys are right down the road from us. They're good friends of ours. I sit behind the co-founder of Sendero or owner of it, like in church every Sunday. Oh, cool. They're um, great folks. They make amazing uh, hats and shirts and mm-hmm. jeans now. Like they're they started as like a hat company. Now they're like a full blown apparel company. Um, they're you know all over the nation selling stuff. Oh, that's some other um, stuff. We've yeah, we've been working on this collab with them since last year. And then it was it just so happened to be pretty much ready right at about the time we like we had already put our order in. We were waiting for it to ship when the fire happened. And so they reached out to us and we're like, hey, we've got this idea. We're gonna do like this pre-order sale. Like we can order a whole lot more and just put it out for pre-orders and people buy online. And all the proceeds go to you guys. And then whenever the stuff comes in, we'll ship it out. And, and then they got a donation match partner for that. And so they raised, you know, a good bit of money for us. Um, and you, the store, the online store is still open. Oh, cool. The Sendero okay. lab uh, is still open. And so like any of that stuff that you buy, the proceeds go straight to us. Um, and then, yeah, we actually, another just really a big blessing I think that came from this is it really catapulted us into our, we, we had like these shelves behind me, these empty shelves used to be full of cases of our all purpose barbecue rub. And we sold, you know, most of it during the time that we were closed to stores around town. In fact, one of them just reached out to us today and wants to restock. And, uh, and then we're selling them on our website now. So we actually opened uh another website that's called hellberg barbecue wholesale and that's for like shipping we're shipping nationwide now you know like whole briskets and racks ribs and stuff like it basically the same kind of stuff you get on gold belly but it's just through our own shipping platform so there's no like extra fees they're not taking a cut you know it goes directly to us and then we're also selling like spice rubs and tallow on there we're still kind of figuring out the shipping on tallow but um, that was another thing that like not being open seven days a week anymore, um, we're not changing out our fryer oil three, four times a week. So it used to be, you know, the, we never had excess tallow on hand because we were constantly having to clean out and refill that fryer. Well, being open and having it on from 11 to eight every day, basically. Yeah. So being 11 to three, five days a week, um, we're not having to change our fryer roll out as much. So we have a lot of tallow on hand and we're getting to sell it now, which is cool because a lot of people are starting to wake up to just mm-hmm. how great that stuff is. And yes, we're definitely. happy to be able to provide it. Oh, cool. So that's, is that on the website yet or it will be soon? Uh, I think Yvette got it up just before I hopped on this call with you. Oh, cool. <laughs> so yeah, right, it's so on it's Helberg. Yeah, it's helbergbbqwholesale.com. That's okay, our, cool. like kind of our e-commerce site that, oh. that um, we, I think we have it linked on our normal page too, that you can go to that one. And so you can actually, you can go to that site for shipping any, anywhere in the continental US or local pickup for any locals that want to just like go on there and buy something to come pick up curbside they can do that too oh perfect okay cool i'll share the heck out of that stuff that's that's good to know that's awesome i know that when you had done that tour you had shown a place that you were going to be making sausages and stuff is that a what what is that and is is that going to be your new spot or what no that's actually um we actually sold that place so um (laughs) yeah we moved our we had that place for a while and it was like we thought we wanted to be in the event business and it was a 
us. So we got out of there. Okay, okay. Thankfully, we got our sausage equipment out of there. The guy that bought us, a local guy, um, and he actually had a little like strip center right kind of right next door to that building. And I was like, man, I'd love to sell it to you, but this is where we're making all our sausage. I don't have anywhere else to do it. And so he just put us in one of his suites. Oh, cool. And, and so we've been in there and it's perfect for us. Um, and then they bought the building from us. So, uh, anyway, that's a long way of saying, no, that's not where we're going. We had bought five acres right down the street from our, our current spot, uh, back in 2021. Okay. And and we're getting ready to build on it. We okay. had actually started on that the, this design like summer of 2021, and then um, it was Good Friday of 2022. My landlord approached us about like if we were still interested in buying that building that we we're in, and uh, we were like, yeah, because it'd be way cheaper than than building from the ground up. Mm-hmm. So. Then that was kind of like a six month process for us to then find out that it wasn't going to work out because of just space issues with like having enough room for the right septic system and then parking and just all the boring stuff that, you know, it's the reality of the situation though. Yeah. Yeah. There's just, there's so much, it's not, it's not cool talking about cool, you know, barbecue (laughs) stuff, but it's the reality of the business. Um, And so that, that, put things on a hold that's really kind of stunk because interest rates went up a couple of points during that time period when we by the time we got back to like all right we're going to build for sure prices went up interest went up and then we really start hit the ground running on on the design process and then like working with an architecture firm and like you know you got civil structural um mep like all these different engineers septic and it took all of last year, basically, like we didn't get until we didn't get our completed bid set until um, October to where we could hand that to our contractor for him to like bid it out to everybody. And then we got our we finally got our like completed bid in front of us on the 10th of this month, January 10th. OK, so we just now found out like how much it's actually going to cost. You know, we, you know, ideas, numbers kind of floating yeah. around, but. So, and we had had, we've been working with, um, a local bank, um, and a great, great, uh, bankers over there, guy that has been super helpful with us and checking in constantly then. And so like has a very good knowledge of our whole situation and they're, they're basically, you know, they were basically like, Hey, you know, they had everything they needed from us already, except for just like the completed bid. Yeah. And we were telling them like what we thought it was going to be around that range. And it, and it kind of came, you know, it always comes in a little higher than, you yeah, know, always, but, yeah. um, but they, they were pretty much ready to go. So like we got the, we got the bid, you know, last week or two weeks ago and, and we're probably about two weeks out from closing on the loan to get, uh, to get the construction finance, just cause like they've had so much information from us already from the last like year or two that, um, you know, just putting all the last final boring stuff together. We got to get insurance quotes. We got to clear title. We got to do all that stuff to, to get the construction loan going. But uh, yeah, we, we should be, we should be breaking ground next month in wow. February. That's yeah. nice. And then and you're saying about nine months. Said, or yeah. He said like eight to nine months, um, which is, again, that's a pretty quick turnaround time, but like being out in the County, there's like no building permits. There's all we have to do is get our septic, 
uh, permit and our and our health our actual health permit to operate a restaurant. Wow. Um, and aside from that, it's it's just go, and it's the only thing we'd be waiting on is like you know if materials or contractors or anything like that. But we'll start moving dirt hopefully next month, and then uh, it's going to be. You, a cool are, spot. are you excited about the design? Oh yeah, super stoked. I mean, we like I said, we spent <clears throat> you know two plus years working on this design, like just perfecting it. I mean, even even like last year when we took our little family vacation after Christmas, we had those plans with us. And like <laughs> when we weren't at the beach, you know, we were like had it laid out on the ground in the little B and B that we we're staying at. We're like tape measure with a little scale tool and like walking it out. Like how much have you seen the bear? Have you watched yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. that show? Mm-hmm. yeah so like season two when he's like walking out his kitchen of like uh-huh. how many steps it's gonna be like we did all that stuff you know oh, cool and so like we know <laughs> very intimately how like exactly what spaces are gonna be what size and you know where every little thing is gonna be and it's been very fine-tuned and for anybody who ever wants to like build or design a mm-hmm. restaurant of their own just know it's gonna take some time and it's worth taking time on to, mm-hmm. to have it made exactly for your operation because we operated out of a building that was not meant to be a barbecue joint for five years. Um, and we were just, it was endless headaches, man. Mm-hmm. Like it was just constantly there was stuff wrong because it was not designed to do what we were doing in there. Yeah. And, and we were just winging it and a lot of DIY and fixing things on the fly um, and it was expensive and frustrating and caused delays when we were like already operating. So the fact that this is going to be tailor-made to exactly how we operate and how we want to run service and everything um, it's uh, we are just thrilled about it. And I can't wait just to start seeing dirt getting moved over there uh, for my own self, because yeah. after working on this <laughs> There's a lot of times it feels like it's never going to happen. And then it's just this like dream. Um, but for, for our staff too, for them to see it actually That's come important. into life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't wait for them to see it. Like, Hey guys, this is really happening. You know, uh-huh. so we've, we've all looked at these plans together and talked about like, you know, what we're, what all we're going to have, what all is going to be different, how much nicer these certain things are going to be like floor drains. Oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> little things like that. Well, and also too, that you'll be able to give updates and on yeah. social media, like that'll be something that people will be interested in and people will drive by and wonder what's happening and what's going on. And so there's like, you could, you could kind of market your, where you, what you're doing right now through that progress. Totally. And, but it's, uh, and it's, it's also too, with what happened, it'd be, it's, it'd be nice to see, you know, something happening in a positive direction with that. That'll be after For all sure. that's happened. Yeah. Uh, ah, yeah. man. Well, we've I've covered so much, and I, I the the reason why I wanted to talk to you was because I felt like there were people that maybe weren't paying attention, and there's also like, like there's been a lot of stuff like you know a lot of tragedies, a lot of things happening in the barbecue yeah. world, a lot of things happening, and there's fires that happen every so often, maybe once a year or something, and people get really focused on things, and then they move on to the next thing, and they move on or my or their life wise, life wise they move on. Yeah, and I, I mean, wanted to keep yeah, this on it's just the new cycle. That's the way. It, that's the way it goes. Yeah, that's the way. It- but I want people and to yeah, know what you guys were up to and it's happening. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, I actually, uh, the week, so we we had our fire maybe four days or so after Horn Barbecue in Oakland. Oh, yeah. And I remember waking up 
the day before Thanksgiving, which is like the Super Bowl for us at, at the restaurant, yeah. like Thanksgiving turkey pickups. And it's always a crazy, crazy day in the restaurant. And I remember getting up and before I even got out of bed, uh, looking at my Instagram and hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and seeing that news from Horn and just commenting on that post, like, I don't even know that guy. I've never talked to him or anything, but just commenting on that post, like, man, how devastating. Like, I can't imagine what you're going through. Oh. <laughs> and then, like three days, three days later, later. It happened to us. Oh. So, yeah, I mean, but yeah, you're right. It's a lot has, a lot has happened in the last couple of months. So like, I really, I can't thank you enough because um, yeah, I mean, everybody wants to, and there's nothing wrong with this by any means. I'm not, I'm not saying this, but like everybody wants to help out and be supportive and everything like right when it happens the first couple of weeks. And that's great. But like a couple of months down the road and longer is when it's, it's almost like we need it even more. That's when you need it more. Yeah. We're still, we're still struggling hard. Like we're still without a restaurant and like trying to run. What are you doing? Hey, he's he's actually, it's actually very reminiscent of our, our first interview. I know. I was thinking about that earlier. He's a lot bigger now. He's five. He is. Yeah. That was five. Wow. That's Um, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Right. But yeah. But now is the time, but that's, and that's when I, cause I was just thinking like the last couple of weeks and I've been dealing stuff with my mom and different, and I've been thinking about a lot of things in life. And I thought, you know, this is when people, like, I want people to like, you know, it just, it's just a nice reminder. And because these are permanent on YouTube and podcasts, it pops up in people's feeds and things. And I just want to, and I also want to be able to share now you've discussed things that I kind of didn't even know about. So then now I can kind of, you know, promote on my own way. Not that like, I have a different kind of demographic than all these other guys in the barbecue world. Cause we all do. We're still very much like in the trenches, in the weeds. Um, yeah. And I, I know a lot of people have been very supportive and, and there have been a lot of wins to celebrate too along the way, just like the fact that we were able to get back open and yeah. the, the, you know, being able to keep, you know, as much staff as we were able to. And, you know, as you know, like we're people of faith, we believe God has his hand in all of this and he's, yeah. he's watching out for us, taking care of us and that he has a plan through all of this. And um, even if it's, even if it's just, you know, we wouldn't be having this conversation if it weren't for the fire that happened, you know, and I get to, you know, come on and just like proclaim like our faith and that we're, we're holding to that. And that's, what's getting us through. Um, and that maybe there's somebody out there going through something, uh, difficult, um, that they can maybe hold fast to that or be interested in Mm -hmm. that. So, um, yeah, man, it's, uh, I really thank you a lot. I appreciate it. Thank both you guys. And I, I appreciate you guys as friends and you guys have always been, you know, I've, I've always felt like kin, the kindred spirits, even though we, we haven't physically met, but I, <laughs> but I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks brother. Yeah. You have a good evening. Thank you so much. You too.